This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we bring you every day a challenge, a, a story, something that you need to hear in order to help you do a great job of connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your 9 to 5. Once again, we're on location in Dallas, Texas. We've got our great friend Bill Peel from Laterno's Center for Faith and Work hosting us here in Dallas. And he I really want you to check him out online. Centerforfaithandwork.com. That's centerforfaithandwork.com. Bill Peel, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, it's great to be with you guys today. Talk to me about Laterno. You know, we, we've done a lot of highlighting the Laterno Center for Faith and Work, but yet Laterno University is a great place for parents to send their kids. Well, that's exactly right. This is the one university, one Christian university, founded by a businessman, which is really an interesting, interesting thing because this integration of the idea of that faith and work actually go together in in the same breath, basically, mm-hmm. in the same practice, is actually part of the DNA of this university. And so I don't care how a, 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 a son or daughter shows up at Laterna University, they'll they're not only have their faith encouraged, they'll get a fabulous education, but they'll also understand that God and work go together. And that's that's uh, has been historically true of this university forever, and we're we're ex- we're so excited that you know we have twenty five thousand alumni out there who are claiming their workplace for Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, Bill, I just wanted to first of all, most people are can often be very scared about sending their kids away to college because of the fact that um, they're they're being challenged, but in ways that may go against their faith. Um, so I'd love for you to just speak about that just for a minute, but then also. Um, what are some of the specialties at Laterno? For somebody who's never heard of the university and might think that, oh, this might be a good place, what are some of the things that um, educationally that you guys yeah. focus on? Well, we're a full university with all the different courses and, and everything, but uh, the, the university actually started as an, in, as an engineering school right mm-hmm. after World War II because Mr. Laterno uh, built gigantic earth-moving machines, and he actually wasn't real happy with the engineers that he was getting from the universities because they, he had to retrain them. They knew all the facts, but they didn't 
know how to actually build stuff. <laughs> and so he said, okay, I'm going to start a university to train my own engineers. And so right after World War II, uh, he filled his first class of, of at, at the university in Longview, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, where he just opened a new plant with GIs coming out of World War II. Mm. And they would go to school one day and then work at the plant the next day. And then there was another group that flip-flopped uh, during that. And so it was really the first kind of uh, educational work-study work program, right. in, hmm. I think, in the country. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, he wanted them, he, he wanted his students to know how to do work the day they graduated, which is hopefully what, you know, you send your child to college for. But he also <laughs> wanted to build into them this idea that faith was critical for every day of the week. He said, you know, if I had a had a religion that only worked on Sundays, I don't think I'd be very sold mm. on it. I want one that works <laughs> seven days a week. And he says, that's what that's what Christianity does. So engineering, he was also one of the first uh corporate executives to actually use aviation. He had a corporate airplane when he was uh, in the 1930s when he'd fly from factory to factory. Mm -hmm. And so we have a huge aviation program. It's actually the only aviation program in Texas where you can get, you know, an aviation degree and a bachelor's degree together at the same time. And uh, then we have great psychology programs, great business programs, and all of these Parts that are part of a university as well. Great. And how do people find out about Laterno University? It's at letu.edu, and they can find out all about that. Uh, or they can go to centerforfaithandwork.com, and there are lots of information there about it and links over to the university as well. All right, Bill, you've been supplying us with phenomenal guests. Why don't you introduce our guest for today? Well, I am just delighted to to introduce to you Gil Sheehan. Gil's been a friend for over 10 years now, and uh, he's, a, he's also an elder at, at PCPC here where we're meeting, thankfully to them, and Gil, thank you for that. Uh, and uh, But, you know, I don't know quite how he slipped through, you know, the, the selection <laughs> process. No, I'm just kidding. I actually, I voted for you. I just wanted to <laughs> let you know that. Gil's one of our great leaders here. He went to kindergarten at the University of, I mean, uh, got his degree at the University of of Kentucky and uh, then worked for the... (laughs) There's no competition Gil, if you've ever felt dishonored on the radio ever (laughs) before, I don't know, apparently University of Kentucky, there's some... I'm just getting my licks in early here because Gil is, Gil's one of these guys that when you see him, you just kind of smile because you know something... There's, there's some mischievousness coming there that's just around the corner. And I just love that. You know, he, he really expresses the joy of the Lord uh, almost every day that that uh, I've ever seen him. But anyway, Gil started his career with the Mavericks. Then he moved to a company called Case Dunlap. It was a great company here in Dallas. And uh, in 1991, he and his partner, uh, David Gowdy, started this incredible company called Barrington Gifts. And they make luxury leather products um, and uh, and market them in, in the United States and really now everywhere because of the Internet. Uh, but uh, they opened a factory in, in China to help create this these wonderful products in 2009. And uh, I think it's, it's one of the great stories of, of business's mission as they've taken their business, not just in the United States here, but you know, into mainland China. 
and uh, they it's a, it's really a beautiful picture of what we would love to see other other companies do here but the way they run their company and the way they represent Christ is is an exemplary thing which is why I wanted to mm-hmm. to bring bring Gil here and uh, expose him to your radio audience Gil Sheehan welcome to I work for him yeah, delighted to be here, even with Bill. Well, well, I could shut his mic off with that and make you feel better. Gil, in the remaining moments of this uh, segment, why don't you tell us how you came to be a follower of Jesus? You know, that's a, a great question. And um, I, uh, I'm one of these people that was blessed to grow up in a, in a great home. And, and uh, both my parents uh, loved the Lord, um, both taught Sunday school. I would say I got the gospel in stereo growing Mm up. Um, And yet I would say that um, I had ears that heard and I intellectually understood it, but it was not real in my life. Um, uh, I went away to, for high school to prep school. Um, I went to college and those years, um, I just lived in rebellion. Um, It's going to be kind of my way. And, uh, my senior year of college, um, I was dating this cute girl, and she had invited me to uh, drive she and some of her sorority sisters to Atlanta, Georgia, to go to a Campus Crusade for Christ conference. And to me, that was foreign because I had had nothing to do with that in college. And I had, um, on this trip, I ended up going, taking them, and... Um, because of the cute girl. Because of the cute girl. Yes, my, I didn't have pure motives. <laughs> the Lord uses all kinds actually, of... Actually, it was a carload of four... Other cute girls, girls, so, but uh, I went to this conference, and it was a two-night conference, and the um, first night, the speaker quoted Pascal, the French physicist philosopher, and he said that, Pascal said that in every man and every woman's heart, there is a God-shaped vacuum or an emptiness that cannot be filled by anything created, but only by God, the creator, made known through Jesus Christ, and it hit me as I sat there that I was living in rebellion to something I knew to be true. Hmm. And I was trying to fill my life up with things that would never fill that void. And I thought, well, gosh, only God can fill that void. And yet I went back to my room that night, and I was really borderline despondent because I thought, I am such a wretched person. And God knows that. How in the world could I ever be a Christian? And so I went the second night, and the speaker Second, another speaker opened his talk, and he goes, men and women, the Christian life is not hard to live. And then he let it hang, and I'm like, well, good grief. He goes, it's flat-out impossible. He says, until you cry out and humble yourself to a holy God that loves you, you don't have a chance. And so that night, he had everyone in the room get on their knees at the end of his talk, and that I just said, Lord, if you'll have me, I'm tired of trying to fill my life with the wrong things. I'd love to fill it with Christ. Mm. We are privileged to have as our guest today, Gil Sheehan. Gil is the owner of Barrington Gifts. We're going to hear lots more about that. But first, the rest of that story. Gil, we left you. You were on your knees at a Campus Crusade for Christ event in Atlanta, Georgia, with four cute girls in college. (laughs) Tell us the rest of that story. Well, you know, and and I'm, I'm quick to say that God works, as we all know, in different people in different ways. Um, we're all different, and he's got a different story for all of us. And But in my particular story, uh, when I made that profession of faith, um, and I went back, I was halfway through the year, my fifth year at the University of Kentucky to graduate. Um, I was halfway through that year, and um, 
God just did a transformative work. He changed my life. He changed my desires. And so instead of being that person charging out to to be drinking and all the girls and all the stuff, um, I went out and bought a Bible. And um, it and I started to read that Bible, and God started to give me a hunger to know who he was. And it was, you know, and it has been some of the more fulfilling times in my life, um, just being in relationship uh, with one that knows mm. and knows far better than me. And so um, God did that. I um, would say that at an early age I always wanted to um, be in Texas, which is crazy for a boy in Kentucky. And um, I came to Texas, and um, I, was, I just graduated, and I said, Lord, I have no idea, but I feel like this is where you want me because mm-hmm. this has been the desire of my heart to be here. And I uh, came down here, and by God's grace, got a, a great job with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and the position they had me fill at that time was just miraculous that I would get the position because I didn't have great grades. But um, they wanted Norm Sanji, the guy that started the Mavericks, had a great heart and love for the Lord. And he really had a heart for incarnating the gospel as he walked through life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd heard him speak in Dallas, and I thought, I'd love to work for that guy. And God worked it out where I could. And so I worked there, and then I had the, uh, said, Lord, I need to be married. And um, I've never had really a healthy relationship with a girl, but I'm certainly willing to start now. And would you, would you bring someone and show me someone? Yeah, so again, you're in a carload of four girls, none of them? Well, nope, I'm afraid that that was not God's plan <coughs> okay. for me. Okay, all right. And it's not that they weren't some delightful girls, by the way. But um, <laughs> I came, you know, came here, and, and then again, God in his kindness, as I uh, was, was praying about this, and I asked people to pray about it, um, I went to another Thank You Campus Crusade. I, I was being discipled by a man that said, if you want to meet the right person, be in the right place. And so I was a young graduate out of school working in Dallas, and this guy headed up Campus Crusade at SMU in Dallas. And they had a big conference going on in Fort Worth, and I went to that conference. And um, as, as Bill s- said honestly, I joke around a lot. And as I sat in that conference, I looked into the very – I was the far back right. I looked to the far front left, and I see this beautiful blonde taking copious notes. And I went – you know, and I hit the guy next to me. I said, that, do you see the blonde up here? And he looked at me like I was on drugs. He's like, there's a million blondes. And I was like, well, no, it's the one I see up here. And it's like God had circled her for me. And I said, I think I need to have a ministry in her life. Now, <laughs> now I said that again because I just do that a lot. But on the way out, uh, this guy grabbed her arm and said, hey, what are you doing for lunch? And I never would have done this. said, this guy wants to have a ministry in your life. And so I had to go up and talk to her then and apologize. But long story short, we, we ended up going out on our first date, after which um, she was a student at TCU but lived in Dallas, and she was in Dallas. She went home and told her parents, she says, I just met the guy I'm going to marry. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name is Lynn, and she's the love of my life, and it's been like that. Uh, we'll be 35 years in June. Fabulous. But, you know, and it's just, that's just another story of God's faithfulness. And, and I've just lived a life. I'm a, I tell people I'm a big mess in process. And my wife would I think heartily. We're all, we're all pretty much a big mess in process. Yeah. <clears throat> but he's but, owning it. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, it has been, it's been something to see um, how God is just so faithful um, when we look to him. Mm. And believe me, there are oftentimes, there are many times I don't. 
But when I have, it's fun to see his faithfulness. Well, thank you for sharing that. So tell us about Barrington Gifts and how that business got started. Um, David Gowdy is my business partner. He's one of my best friends. Um, very bright, creative guy. We uh, came to know each other working with Young Life, our groups at Young Life. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked at the same company in Dallas, which was a small agency. And um, at the time, we put together a lot of gift programs. And I think that they say necessity is the mother of invention. And in this case, I was very frustrated by the quality of gifts that were available for companies. Um, you know, there's kind of a universe out there called the promotional products industry, and it's a great industry. I have a couple of boys still in it. But I felt like that there were some things lacking. And so I wanted to figure out how I could get a better gift and sell it to my customer at a better price point. Mm-hmm. And so David and I went out and started going to we, – we left this company. We started Barrington, and we went uh, to international shows in England, Germany, Asia – sourcing factories that were making products because we wanted to find those factories so we could work directly with the factory and rep them into businesses. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that was kind of the genesis of Barrington. And um, then as, as we ro- rolled along with Barrington, as we got it started, um, you know, David and I both, uh, he officers in the church, love the Lord, both teaching Sunday school. And, um, we, since we traveled quite a bit, we had a lot of people asking us, um, gosh, are you, are you going on, is this a business trip or a missions trip? Mm. And it's interesting because God uh, has been kind. He's, he's worked in our lives uh, in a very parallel track. And so David and I, upon hearing that, we one day were sitting in the office and we said, you know, there's something really wrong with that question. Um, we, were, we were created, and when we're in relationship with Christ, it's to incarnate the gospel. It's to walk through life loving people. And as we walk through life loving people, that's on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and as Bill would heartily agree, and as you would agree, that's, that's all week long. That's right. And so we literally repented. We just said, God, um, we need to, to repent because we've been going on a lot of these trips. and We've gone to some areas of the world that are pretty closed, mm-hmm. and we have not been ambassadors. Mm. We haven't been sharing with people what's really important in our lives and um so we're sorry and we'd like to to change that so we are going to be more forthright as we go forward in sharing people what's the most important thing in our lives but is that something you'd heard from the pulpit is that something that you'd i mean a lot that's a new concept for business people today you're talking that happened decades ago it did well you know it it happened because it just made sense you know it's kind of like what did jesus do he didn't go and preach at the synagogue on, on Sunday or Saturday whenever, he lived life loving people. Mm-hmm. And so we were both, and again, I would attribute it to God's kindness. It's the Holy Spirit that convicted us in our hearts that, man, we need to be about his business and, um, and ask him to please show us and direct us in this business because it, it ultimately is his business. Yeah, can I, I just want to stop here and say <clears throat> I, that's what so encourages me about what we see in the faith and work movement today because it's not because there's a bunch of us going around talking and and encouraging business people as much as it is the Holy Spirit touching sincere Christians' lives and saying, wait a minute, this my faith ought to be a seven-day-a-week, 
24-hour-a-day thing. And mm-hmm. so why am I not doing this? Why am I not taking faith seriously, <laughs> God seriously, in my workplace? So that, that I am so thankful that, that God spoke to you. Uh, sorry for entering, inter- because oh, this no. is a great story. I, w- I want I, everybody to hear the rest of this. Oh, no, I, I would love to say that, that you know, David. So David and I kind of jumped out, and was we were in our travels, we were starting to share what was the most important thing in our life, which was our relationship with the Lord. And um, God in his kindness served up a very large slice of humble pie. We were working with a, a factory in Taiwan, and there was a precious girl named Tina that was our translator, and we'd been working with her for seven or eight years. And uh, when we had this, when God kind of put this on our hearts, on our next trip we were talking to Tina, and we said, Hey, Tina, uh, Gosh, David and I want to share with you the most important thing in our lives. And she said, one moment, please. Because she's a very bright young lady. And she said, if in fact this is the most important thing in your life, why have you waited eight years to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) Bill Peel, at the beginning of the show, you told us a little bit about Letourneau's University, Letourneau University, and how R.G. Letourneau was really into heavy equipment. I mean, in fact, the truth is today that most of the heavy equipment we see around the world started with the patents that he developed in the 20s and the 30s. Absolutely. Is Letourneau still into heavy equipment? Are they still teaching engineers? Do they still, I mean, are they still doing that kind of stuff? We bet. You know what? Our engineers do all kinds of things. Uh, They're involved in in working and designing heavy engineering equipment, highways. uh, Biomedical engineering is is a huge thing as well. Electronic, electrical engineering. Uh, all these things there our 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 university is on the cutting edge of of whatever is happening in the engineering in the engineering world so if people want to check out Laterno University for their students, how do they find it they go to they need to go to l e t u dot or or centerforfaithandwork.com, and there are plenty of links over from mm-hmm. there. All right. You've got your friend Gil Sheehan in here with us today. Tell a little story. Gil, you were in China talking with Tina, and you were saying, you and your, your partner were saying, we want to tell you about the most important thing in our lives, and she says to you. She asked us why we had waited eight years to tell her. And, uh, you know, we were both, it's kind of like a, a, a gut punch. We were just looked at each other and we, we said of course, she's a short little girl right and, and she just she totally kick kickboxes you but yes but uh it, it was one of those things where we we literally just said tina it's because um we're very imperfect people and that's why we the message we're sharing with you that's why we so desperately needed it mm. and need it and so um we did share with her and um we made it a practice um to on a going forward basis to let people know in the factories we worked with uh, what was the most important thing in our life. And um, then, you know, I, it's interesting how God works um, because we started to have problems with some of these factories we represented because they made products for um, Ralph Lauren and, and Coach and stuff. And we were, when we would do a gift program, we were a very small fish. And so we might spec a leather that they would be making something for Merrill Lynch or for a company out of. And when the order came, they used the diff- a different leather. And they did that because they took the leather that we had specced and used it for a coach order or a Ralph Lauren order. And so that was creating p- 
pain in our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like we, we were like, we, we have no idea what we're going to do with this, or Lord, but we're going to have to figure something out. And again, just in God and his kindness, David went to a lunch one day and came back to the office and said, okay, I just heard the coolest thing ever. He goes, um, it was a guy named Bill Job, and he has a factory in China, and um, he does really cool kingdom stuff with it. And um, I think, and he looked, David looked at me, and he was very serious. He goes, I think we, we need to start a factory, our own factory in China. And I just kind of looked at him and smiled, and I said, well, yeah. I said, why don't we go, let's start building a space shuttle in the parking lot first, and, and then let's go back, and then we'll do that factory. And so that was one of those things, you know, again, oh, ye of little faith. But, but thankfully, it's the faith of a mustard seed. And so, um, so for you, really, sarcasm is an art. It's not a it, – <laughs> so, it's a but, function of business. It's a function of your business. Poor, okay, poor David. Poor, we should, we need David. to pray for David yeah. more often. Yes. Uh, let me tell you something. He would just give you a, a very big amen to that. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but, but what happened is, is – this, this is one of those things where you get God chills. Mm. Because we had that conversation, and literally, and, and I, I want to be honest on how the, the timeline on this, it was either that day or the next day, I got a phone call. And it was from a young man named Ben Briggs. And I had watched Ben broke, grow up, a uh, very intelligent, bright young man, loved the Lord. I knew his family really well. And Ben has, um, had just graduated uh, from Wake Forest. Now, he was a Dallas boy, grew up, went to Wake Forest. <clears throat> And he called and he said, uh, Mr. Sheehan, this is Ben Briggs. And I hadn't talked to Ben in probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Ben. And he's like, uh, I had a question for you. Are you still doing business in China? And I was taken back and I said, well, yeah, we are, Ben. And he goes, okay. And I said, in fact, I said, Ben, let me throw something at you that's just nuts. I said, we're, we're contemplating, we're, we're talking about maybe trying to start a factory in China. And his next sentence, he said, I'd like to run that factory for you. I speak fluent Mandarin. <laughs> and so it's I, just a random conversation then. Well, it, it, but, it, but more bigger still, he goes, at my church in London, the gentleman came in and was speaking about business as missions. I've always had a heart for that part of the world. And so God put it on my heart. And the only person I knew doing stuff over there was you. Therefore, I placed this phone call. Wow. In his time. Okay, now let's just take it up another step. So David, I tell David, I said, David, okay, I'm kind of in on this. This is crazy. I said, let me just tell you what happened. And David immediately goes, well, you know what I'm going to do? He picks his phone up, and he had written Bill Job's number down. Now, you have to factor in Bill Job. This is in China, and this is probably about 4 in the morning. David just dials that number that he had gotten. First ring, Bill Job answers. Bill Job. And, and David's kind of taken aback, and he, <clears throat> he tells Bill what we're thinking about. And Bill goes, well, gosh, if you guys, uh, could you get to Oklahoma City? Because I'm going to be there in two weeks. And so Ben was flying to Dallas. So Ben flew to Dallas. We got Ben, and we got in the car, and we drove to Oklahoma City and had dinner with Bill Job and a guy named Kirk Perrett, who currently runs our factory, another American mm. that speaks fluent Mandarin. And has an incredibly precious heart for the Lord. But that was the genesis. And so, you know, mm-hmm. people ask me sometimes, like, God, how do you guys do that? And my answer is, like, 
even a blind squirrel can find an acorn in God's grace mm. because we have no idea. We are just saying, God, we're available. And, and I would preach from the rooftops. It is not ability. It is availability mm. that God is interested in in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is amazing. And the fact that, you know, for we don't, and Jim was saying in jest, you know, that, oh, that all just happens. No, we know that that's God's timing and God stirred yes. in the hearts of every single person at just the right moment and yes. took the, the steps of faith, but making themselves available. I love that. That's very good. So that was, let's just say that was a decade ago that you actually got this done somewhere around yeah. 10 years ago. Talk about how the Lord has used Barrington gifts, these luxury gifts that you have done, and how is that helping the people in China, and how is that helping you make a profit here today? What's, what's that look like? How is your business, which you're operating business as mission in China, how, how is that impacting the kingdom? Well, you know, it, it starts on a real ground level, is that, that everyone is important to the Lord. You know, and, and the Bible talks about, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Or in other words, just treat people like you'd like to be treated. And that's the, a great, simple life concept. And so when David and I were looking at this, we were like, okay, God, if, if you're going to open a door and we're going to be able to do this, uh, or you're, and it looks like that's going to happen, how do we, you're, you need to direct us into how we get involved in, the, in caring about people in community. And in other words, incarnating the gospel, mm-hmm. um, not just saying, but living. And so God brought an incredible staff together. And, um, you know, again, we don't have enough long on this sh- time on this show today to even begin to scratch the surface on miracle after miracle after miracle that God brought about. But we got involved um, uh, in orphanages in the community where we would actually put some staff there um, we made sure that we paid uh, an above living wage where we, we took care of the people that worked for us. Um, we, um, you know, I, the, our management, we, we kind of, and I have to be sensitive on a little bit of this mm-hmm. because of the relationship sure. that we're talking about. But we, we tried to bring in for the employees in our factory, show them what it looks like to be loved and cared for. Mm. Sure. And, and then share that message that they in turn, and they, they were going out into their community and loving and caring about people. And, and so we're, we have seen and are seeing miraculous stories uh, of just rescue take place. So you, you touched on it just a little bit there as far as showing love and care. Um, what other things in the environment can people sense or that you're just, you're just trying to do in that environment that might be different from other factories in the area? Well, that's a great question, Martha. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like I say, it's, it's having a great uh, – the conditions in our factory mm-hmm. are really nice. It's a great place to work. Um, the management in our factory is involved in people's lives. You know, if someone, uh, an example, uh, we have um, a great program. If, if, if a mom gets pregnant and she needs time off and it, we give time off and we keep the job open, come back and we, we want you to come back. And that's not something they would experience necessarily. Well, you know, I'm not going to say that, that across the board. Right. There, there are probably some factories that do that. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying for us, that was a real priority right. to do that. Okay. Um, and then, and then um, for those same people, in the summer, it's, a lot of times it's hard to do, what are you going to do with your kids? And mm-hmm. so we have kind of a school, vacation school that we do 
for the kids when they come in. So we can kind of start at an early age, loving them and Neat. and sharing truth with them. Um, and then if someone gets sick, sometimes in China, um, and, and not, not again, I have to be very careful. I don't want to say this across the board. I'm just saying it can happen. Mm-hmm. If somebody gets sick in your factory, um, they can maybe be let go because mm. it's like this is an inconvenience. We're like, no, no, we'll, we'll help you. And we have a, a specific example where of a young woman that had cancer and, and we kept her desk and came back and, and then we helped her. We raised money to help with her medical bills. Mm. And, and, you know, and it's, it's really simple. It's just really, and I think that sometimes in life we, we try to make it more difficult mm-hmm. than it needs to be. It's just caring about people at a real base level. Bill. So, you know, one of the things that you guys, I know y'all do, is work on the kind of people you hire there, which is a little, which is quite, actually quite something unusual. I think Bill, did, what did Bill Job teach you th- this, yeah. I think? It was it compassionate overhead? Is yes, and it's, we, we hire, um, we, we look at times to hire people that have a disability. Um, because, you know, again, sometimes it's really hard for those people to get work. Mm-hmm. And we found that, gosh, you know, we have a precious young lady that um, kind of has polio and has uh, trouble getting around. But she's a genius on a computer. Mm-hmm. And you give her an opportunity, and it's, it's, it's the, an incredible blessing both ways. Um, we have uh, people that have maybe lost a limb um, that is phenomenal working on a, on a production line. They do phenomenal work. Mm. I, mean, I would say some of our best employees are people that the world would say have handicaps. Right. Martha and I on location in Dallas, Texas, with our good friend Bill Peel from Letourneau's Center for Faith and Work. Check him out online, centerforfaithandwork.com. Over a thousand resources out there for you to help you do a better job connecting what you do on what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five because your workplace really is a mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. Bill Peel, you had a question for our guest, yeah, Gail I, Sheehan. I just have to say that uh, Barrington Gifts is one of the great examples of what we would like to see propagated around the world. Uh, from from businessmen, people that run businesses uh, for for Jesus Christ, and Gil, you got so a lot of these stories cataloged on uh, on your on your website that people can go to. And by the way, they can also look at the incredible <laughs> gifts that you have, the products that you make. Of which, by the way, I just want you to know, I'm a customer know uh, of Barrington, and they can find that. Where is that? You can. Uh, I thought you'd never ask Bill, but I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> no, you. You know, when we talk about all of this, we talk about one of the, our, our big themes is doing everything with kingdom excellence, and and just from how you treat your the people you work with, to the products you make, to the selling that product to the recipients of that product, and there's a common thread of let's do it right. And we make and and I, I really would would challenge anyone could go to our, our site, go to barringtongifts.com, and, and uh, that's just B-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N-G-I-F-T-S.com, barringtongifts.com, and you, you'll get a sampling or a taste of the quality products that we make. Yeah, I'm done talking on the show. I'm oh, just so shopping can, here. I'm online actually, right now. We could actually come. We could actually uh, have looked at some of them. It would have been nice if you brought in some for Martha today, but you can get that done. I'm well, just looking. Well, let's, let's go back to... Your, your mission. I mean, you, you, you're a gifts. You, you love to, you know, you love to create gifts programs for companies. That's some of the things that you guys do. 
but you've decided to do this by utilizing people who are who needed a job in China to create great gifts using great supplies. What have been some of those big? Well, wait, wait, you were talking about the videos. So the videos. Uh, yeah, what are it, these videos yeah. of? You could. You could. I'm sorry, go, I got off track of my own. Oh no, no, you can go. You can go if you go to our site. Um, you can go to about us. And if you go to about us, it'll tell a little bit about us, but, and then it'll give you a three minute video and it'll basically bring you into our factory. You can meet Kurt Perrette, who is one of the mainstays of while we're in business. Um, he runs our factory and has just done a phenomenal job. Um, but Kirk, um, in, in, in our factory, uh, he has, they've done a phenomenal job in training in excellence. And so we private label products for Neiman Marcus, for Tommy Bahama. Uh, we make bags for Peter Millar. A lot of the top brands you're going to see, we make products in our factory and then sell them to them and they rebrand it. Mm-hmm. But we're, they're made in our factory. Mm-hmm. But we, we, ne- we also have our Barrington brand. And we make gorgeous. We, about four years ago, we, we had always made just leather goods and done a lot of corporate gift programs and sold and some nice boutiques in around the country Mm -hmm. about four years ago we started making gifts for ladies we started making women's tote bags Mm -hmm. and and that's what we've turned into women are buyers and and that's something especially of bags right honey oh yes we love our bags (laughs) and they're beautiful they really are he always says, "It's a shame you don't have an example to show us." All right, I want to hit, I want to hit more of the environment. <laughs> L- let's let's talk about the you know a lot of people we don't we never hear that's not true we don't often hear on the news the great stuff going on in China and what you guys are doing at Barrington Gifts is part of the great stuff. Talk about some of the challenges of doing business in China as a Christ follower. Well, I mean, you know, clearly you've got um, sometimes language is you know mm. is going to be a problem. And, and really understanding the culture and, and um, I think in a, that we can do things at times that I could do something. In fact, I could do a number of things that might be considered maybe somewhat offensive. And it's, it's caring enough to learn about all these things. Yeah. So, so I'm not, so I'm not rubbing people the wrong way, so to speak. As a jokester, that probably I, I, oh, took listen, a lot of I'm learning. I'm telling you, you have no idea. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's probably not funny. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I, I would, may not get this humor. Yeah, I would bet in it. China it doesn't go doesn't off that translate well. the same. So, but um, yeah, I, I I I think that, and then just um, trying to just be sensitive, um, you mm. know, and, and mm-hmm. caring about people, and um, um, just letting them know what's important to us, and making mm. that a priority. So what have been some of the, what's the biggest, just pick out two, one or two blessings, Gil Sheehan, about Barrington Gifts doing business in China. What do those blessings look like? Well, I would say, um, you know, in life, it starts and ends with people. Um, we've met some of the most amazing people, um, so many people in our factory um, that are just dear brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and um, they are such an encouragement. Um, just in how they live their lives. It, it really is convicting to me. Um, um, it's an encouragement to me to see how they seek to influence their friends and those around them. Mm-hmm. And um, then I would, I would say um, being involved in, a, this, in some of the orphanages we're working with. Um, these are orphanages for where you have disabled children. Okay. And, and I would say the government has been incredibly wonderful to work with. 
in this situation. So are um, you raising up future workers there? I mean, training them up, raising them up. Do you do you get a chance to say, wow, if I if we treat these kids right and raise them up and give them a great, maybe they can be future workers for us. Uh, of of course, and um, it's it's we kind of work too to try to maybe match some of these people to be adopted in the states. Okay. And Maybe. so there's some amazing stories on that too. All right. I want to go come back to Dallas because that's where Barrington Gifts is headquartered, right? That's right. All right. How many employees do you have here in Dallas? Well, we're, we're not a big operation. You know, in Dallas, we probably have about 10 people. Okay. So in 10 people. So if I walk into Barrington Gifts here in Dallas, mm-hmm. you guys are making it. How many employees do you have in China? Uh, we probably have 100 or so. Okay. So you got 110 employees, but 10 of them here, <laughs> where you can be open with sharing the gospel here in, in Dallas. How is your faith played out in the international headquarters of Barrington Gifts? Well, that, that's a, you know, a great, great story. We, uh, uh, we hear things from uh, sometimes the factory that, that they had uh, the person that worked for FedEx had a faith experience in our factory. And a lot of times I'll look around our office and I'll go, okay, what, what's going on with our FedEx people in Dallas? You know, I, I hear what's going on. That's great news. And so sometimes mm-hmm. it's awful. It's easy for me to think, well, that's, that's where we're, sure. we're involved. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing over here is just in trying to be involved. And, and we're, we're going to be more involved. And this is really, this is, again, it's just the Lord. Um, we're going to be more involved with people like Clayton Kershaw and Ellen Kershaw have hope. Uh, Arise Africa, and we're involved in helping them on some gifting and trying to help them promote that brand. And so we're gonna we're trying to be more involved on this side of the world with different people that have foundations that we can care about and we have you know like views. Mm-hmm. Great. Bill. Yeah, and let me let me bring it into our church here because you're an elder here and you've been very supportive of our PCPC at work. Faith and Work Ministry within the church. Amen. As you think about that, what would you like to see happen here with our business leaders in Dallas? You know, I, I think, and again, we would say we all would agree that it begins and ends with prayer. That um, I think it's it's really asking some questions about God. What does it look like for me to incorporate or incarnate Christ in the gospel? in my particular work environment. And I think when we start asking those questions, God starts to open doors and give very creative ideas on some things that you maybe never, ever thought about because (laughs) our small brains don't do that very well sometimes. Mm -hmm. And God's does. Mm. And I think God is so interested in it. As I said before, it's not, it's not ability, it's availability. And so I think that um, as we, as business owners say, God, I just want more of you in my life and I want more of you in my world how does that come about? And then it's going to be different for every situation. That's correct. Gil Sheehan, I love the story. Thanks for coming on the iWork Room and sharing a story of Barrington Gifts, the impact of, of exploring business as mission in China, but also that business as mission right here in Dallas, Texas. But thanks for sharing your story. We look forward to hearing more. And, you know, I, I, whenever you've got maybe one day, you'll be able to talk about the incredible revival you've been able to be part of in all parts of the world. But love hearing it. Thank you, Gil. Well, thank you. And I want to thank you and Martha, Jim, for what you're doing, because, mm-hmm. you know, you guys have... You're listening to the Lord, and, and you're involved, and, and um, you've heard the call, and, and I love, we have no idea. The fun thing is, is this may touch 
40,000 people in a different way. It may touch a few people in an incredibly special way. Yes. And so uh, that's the prayer. And um, I would just encourage people to um, love him and press on. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gil Sheehan. All right, Bill Peel, fun. Great interview. Really appreciate you arranging this. Hey, this has been this has been fun. I knew that you guys would enjoy enjoy visiting with Gil Sheehan. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, again, thank you for just arranging everything. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.